This is the Empowered Athlete Podcast, hosted by yours truly, the one and only Natty Boss, lifelong athlete, sports dietitian, breathwork facilitator, personal development junkie, and holistic performance coach. This podcast is here to change the paradigm of what it means to be a high-performance athlete. The intention and mission of this podcast is to help you create freedom, clarity, and balance in your life while giving you the tools to heal yourself, improve your well-being, and optimize performance. I believe that in order to reach our highest potential in this human experience, we must unlearn and let go of everything we've been conditioned to believe about ourselves and the world so that we can truly tap into what our divine path is and have the courage to pursue the curriculum of our soul. It's my hope that after every episode, you feel activated and empowered to make change in your life that supports you in operating from a place of alignment of who you're meant to be. Get ready for major shifts and transformation. It's time to dive in. What's up? Welcome back to the Empowered Athlete Podcast. It's your host, Natty Boss. And in today's episode, we're going to be diving into a conversation around some habits that I think white belts should develop sooner than later. I think these are fundamental habits. And so I think that if you establish these and understand these concepts and integrate these concepts and principles early on in your career, your progress is going to accelerate so much faster and you're going to minimize your time spent in kind of survival mode. Like, don't get me wrong. You're going to be in survival mode a lot, but this is really going to help you hold your ground and just not feel like you know nothing and that you're just at the mercy and at the whim of any higher belt. These are fundamental habits that are really going to set you up for success. And, you know, this comes from my experience of being a white belt. This comes from my experience of coaching and teaching white belts of all different levels and sizes and just seeing different academies with white belts and all the seminars I've um, hosted and attended. I've seen white belts just from all over the world. And these are some of the most common mistakes basically that people make. And I want to kind of frame it though, not just highlighting the mistake, but really what is the habit, the specific habit that you should be developing and not just, you know, highlighting the mistake. Okay, cool. I made this mistake, but what am I supposed to be doing? So that's what I really want to kind of just touch on in this short and sweet episode. So let's dive in. We're going to discuss four different habits. Okay. So the first is keeping frames and connections. So different academies maybe use different language, but we're going to talk about the same concept that I'm sure has been introduced to you in some way or another. And I really, really hope so. (laughs) So a frame or connection. So a frame can be used with your hand posted on the neck. It could be a forearm. It can be your shin. Usually that's what people are referring to when they say your shield or your frame, right? And your connection is going to be kind of the space of your torso, right? Is your core, it's your power center. So you want to protect that area. And with your connections, you want to think about keeping an elbow to knee connection. Whether you're on the bottom playing guard or if you're on the top entering in to do a pass, you want to keep your center kind of tight and unexposed, not keeping yourself very open. Because the tighter we keep ourselves, the our center of gravity is going to be a little bit more dense and it's going to be um, harder to be swept. It's going to be harder to move. And when we are moved, 
by say the person passing and we're on the bottom, we're gonna move as one solid unit because everything is engaged and locked together and things aren't just flailing all over the place, right? Like our arms and our legs are just disconnected from our core and we're just kind of flailing all over, making it way easy to pass because there's so much space. So one of the fundamental concepts is you want to eliminate space for your opponent to be able to optimize and take advantage of that space. And so, the number one habit here is going to be creating and keeping your frames and connections at all times. So you should always create a frame because your frame is going to help you in controlling some of the distance, right? You never want your opponent to close in on you where they can get head control if you're on the bottom, right? And then if you're on the top and you don't have any frames, this creates a lot of space for a lot of different guards to basically be utilized on you whether it's Lasso, whether it's Spider, whether it's De La Hiva, there's literally tons of guards and they're always developing. And one of the most commonalities, no matter what the guard is, is that if there's space, the, the guard player is going to utilize that space, whether it's to sweep, whether it's to set up a different type of guard or submission. So you don't want to give them that space. And on the bottom, you don't want to give them that space either to pass. So you want to keep, I want to kind of invite you to visualize yourself kind of curled up in a ball and both elbows are on your knees and you're just rocking from side to side one hip to the other hip almost like you know you're cradling in this egg form but you're not flat i think one of the biggest issues is that people lie flat and you are always looking to be on one side or the other side so shifting from side to side and, and feeling into like, how does that feel when my core is engaged and I'm really active where my elbows are connected to my knees or even on my inner thighs and keeping that connection at all times. So this is a basic habit that I want you to start thinking of. So next time you're training, next time you're drilling, pay attention. Are your limbs disconnected? Is your arm disconnected from your leg? If so, you have space. So all you have to do as far as developing the habit is every time you notice that, close the space. Close the space, close the connection, the knee to elbow connection, and keep your frames. So this is a fundamental habit. I don't need to kind of harp on and go into even more like elaborate detail because really it's just that if you can just focus on that because again we're talking to white belts even though <laughs> these habits are 100 things that i see blue belts and purple belts needing as well uh, there are many people i've trained with over the years that are just missing these fundamentals um and i'm able to capitalize on it and so again this doesn't just apply to white belts but if you can do this as a white belt you are going to be such a hard opponent no matter who you're fighting against. So the second habit is whenever you're in danger, okay? So whenever you're in danger, whether it's somebody about to pass your guard, whether it's somebody like trying to take your back, the biggest bad habit that I notice is that people give their back. They turn away, in other words. And this is actually a very natural instinct, right? When we are met with danger, somebody trying to attack us, our natural instinct is, right, fight or flight. And so the flight aspect is turning and running. But in jujitsu, that exposes you to get your back taken, which is the most dominant position in jujitsu. So it's actually, you know, it's not good for self-defense in general anyway, because you can't see your opponent, your attacker, because they're behind you. 
but it is a natural instinct that we have. So we do have to have a little bit of a conscious retraining here of turning into the person. So what is your habit? Your habit that I want you to develop is turn in, not away. So when in doubt, whether it's somebody passing your guard, whether they almost, you know, have side control, turn in, do not turn away. And as you turn in, we're building on that last concept. As you turn in, try to find an opportunity to create your frame and to create and keep a connection. That is what's going to save you. So you're going to find, if you keep the concept of the frames and connections, you'll find that in every single position, like that's just something you want to just nail into your brain. Now, the second one that I'm talking about is just whenever you're in danger, I want your habit and your instinct to be to turn in basically. And I want you to remember this by thinking of it from like the self-defense standpoint that you never want to take your eyes off your opponent. You never want to take your eyes off your attacker right? From a basic self-defense survival standpoint, if you cannot see your threat, that is way more dangerous than when you can see, right? Because you can see their movements. You can see what they're about to do next. You can't predict anything when you can't see anything. So this is really important that you start to develop this retraining of turning in, turning in. Even if you don't know what to do, that habit alone is going to save you so many rear naked chokes. <laughs> okay. So you want to turn in, turn in and not turn away. That's habit number two. Habit number three is going to be in reference to close guard. Okay. Because it's very common that as a white belt, you'll probably get in somebody's close guard. And this is something that you're actually going to get into a lot throughout every single belt for the rest of your career. <laughs> but close guard is one of the most frustrating guards when you're the one in it because they have full control over your hips. So you really are stuck and there really isn't any submission or attacks on paper that you should technically apply when you're in that position on paper, your job when you're in close guard is to escape it, not to kind of pressure forward and try to do this muscle man choke across the neck. When anybody does that to me, I immediately, sweep them, armbar them. And I'm pissed because it's just not technical. It's just, it's literally just strength and just having no idea what to do. And I don't want that to be you because it is most white belts and that's the reality, but I don't want it to be you because we're developing new habits in 2024, right? So part of these jujitsu habits is when you're in closed guard, your exit in closed guard, this is what you need to know. What is your habit? Your exit in closed guard is the legs, the legs. So do not put your weight forward. And what I mean by that, you probably know what I'm talking about. You're probably jumping up to your feet, driving your head into the other person's head, trying to wrench their neck off with this very poorly executed choke, exposing your arms to arm bars, back takes, all kinds of things. And again, just pissing off the bottom person, but it's not really helping anyone as far as your progress, the other person's just getting pissed and they're going to end up choking you out and doing it in a rough format probably because they're just like, I'm going to teach you a lesson for doing this. And so your escape is towards the legs, not towards the face. So what you want to do as far as your habit, whenever you get in closed guard, you obviously want to maintain a base and, and not get easily swept and all of those things. But these are all like nuances. I don't want to go into this episode. It's more so the general concepts um, that I want you to start thinking about and applying and not the technical uh, specificities, if you will. Um, but you want to work yourself backwards. 
because your exit again is in your legs. So you want to work yourself backwards in a way that doesn't compromise your base to be swept and in a way that allows you to maintain your connections and frames. This is going to be a big ask because there is a lot of body awareness that basically needs to be present for you to do this, right? When you're in closed guard, visualizing this for a moment, you want to try to keep those connections as much as possible. Now, if you're kneeling, right, and your arms are inside, you're probably like, how do I get my knees to my elbows? That might not be the right time. So what we might need to utilize until we have the opportunity to make that connection is our frames. So that's where we can start to frame with our forearms and start to kind of shift our weight back until we can create a space under their butt to lift our knee up, to maybe create that elbow to knee um, connection, right? So again, it's not that it might not be there every moment of every day, but there's definitely going to be an opportunity and you want to start to just always look for your connections. Where can I find my connections? How can I create my connections, create an opportunity to get my connections, right? These are the questions you want to start asking yourself. So again, your habit with closed guard is simply this, to distill it down into one sentence. Work yourself towards the legs, not towards the face. So you want to work yourself at a backward angle, again, keeping frames, trying to get your connections as soon as possible. And then from there, once you break those legs, your next step is to start passing and to not get back in the closed guard. You know, I think many white belts don't know what to do, which is normal, right? You don't know a lot of things. So when somebody almost invites you into their closed guard, you almost accept it, right? I I see a lot of people fighting. And somebody, you know, basically pulls them into their clothes guard and people accept it. I'm like, bitch, no, I'm not accepting that. Do you know how much work that is required of me to get out of this clothes guard? I'm just not going to accept this. This is going to be miserable, right? And so I want you to have the same mindset. Like they may try to just, you know, seduce you into their clothes guard, but you best believe you fight tooth and nail to make sure that you keep your connection so they cannot close around your hips because it is a hard guard to get out of because they have full control of your hips. So again, in closed guard, your habit is to stop reaching towards the face, pressuring towards the face and start working yourself back towards the legs to break the legs because that is your point of exit. Okay, now we have our fourth habit. And our fourth habit is when you are mounted, okay? A very common situation that you will be in at white belt. And so the biggest mistake here is going to be bench pressing and pushing up. And that is what most people try to do to create, obviously, less pressure on their chest, right? When somebody is mounted one knee on either side of them and pressuring down, that feels uncomfortable. It feels suffocating. And so it's very natural to bench press up. However, whenever we disconnect our arms from our torso, similar to our connections concept, whenever we disconnect our arms from our torso, we are exposing our arms, number one, to arm bars and things like that. But it's also weak, right? When we, anytime that we extend our arms or our legs away from our torso, our core, our center, our power center, well, we're going to be weaker. So knowing this, how can we create some space and do so in a way that doesn't allow us to disconnect our arms from our core. And so this is the habit that I want you to develop. This habit is when escaping mount. 
you want to push down parallel to your body, not perpendicular. So instead of pushing up like a bench press or like an inverted push-up, right? You're pushing up motion. That is not what you want to do when you're in mount. That is perpendicular to your body. So what we want is you want to press down toward your feet. And with the intention of keeping your bicep tricep area glued to your lats, if you don't know what your lats are, they're basically the muscle that's going to be surrounding like the rib cage area. So think of it like the side of your body, right? So you want to keep the elbow to the shoulder. So that whole muscle section, which is your bicep to tricep front and back is going to be glued to your sides. And just hinging from the elbows is what you're going to be utilizing from left to right sides to your opponent's hip to do, say, your shrimp or your elbow escape, which is what I always recommend is the number one escape for everyone at every level when you're mounted. Uh, however, definitely, definitely for white belts. This is the number one escape that I use at the highest levels. Um, and it's the only and first escape that I've ever learned. So do not underestimate the power of fundamentals. Just learn to master them. And so again, when mounted, we are elbow escaping. That's essentially our main goal. I'm still not even a big fan of the bump and roll because what happens is when we bump and roll, yes, we're on a mount, which is great. Mount is a better position than closed guard. However, when you bump and roll, you end up in the person's closed guard. And now you have this whole other project that again is very energetically taxing. So in a perfect world, I rather get out of mount into a half guard or into my own full guard or into any guard whatsoever, rather than have to deal with their closed guard, especially when I was just fighting out of mount, right? There's so much energy expended. You're going to be very tired, which means you're probably not thinking clearly and you're going to be giving up some of these nuances, some of these details that will allow your opponent to capitalize. So when mounted, your habit that I want you to develop is to push parallel and I want to give you a specific uh, kind of framework in how to manipulate your hands and how to hold your hands and arms. So I want you to kind of stick your arms out down, like kind of keeping your elbows glued to your side, putting one hand on top of the other, almost like you're doing CPR and you're going to just pick one hip. So just imagine that you have somebody mounting on you. You're going to pick their right hip or their left hip. If it's their, if it's their, let's say right hip, you're going to make sure that you just turn to whatever side you're going to turn to and stiff arm, whatever side there are uh, your hands are on their hips, right? So you're just going to turn so that you're not flat on your back. You're slightly tilted. This just kind of relieves a little bit of the pressure right before your elbow escape. If it's on the left hip, you put the left hip, you still have your arms kind of on top of each other, open palm right on the hip bone, arms are extended. And now you're going to turn to your right hip if it's on, if your hands are on their left hip. And that is kind of like your starting position to create some space before you explode into your shrimp, into your elbow escape. So that's what I want you to kind of play with. As far as the details of what to do with your hands, you want to put them on the hip. However, what I'm really talking about as far as this concept, this habit is more so making sure that you're pushing down on that hip bone. So your goal is not putting your hands on their chest and pushing it up. It's putting your hands on their hip bones. And it's not one hand on either hip bone. It's two of your hands on one of their hip bones. So I hope that that made sense. That's probably as clear as I can do it. So try to close your eyes and re-listen to this aspect if you need to, so you can really visualize what I'm saying. But essentially, that's what you want to do. 
And that's also why with the shrimp and the elbow escape, if you're learning it correctly, which I hope you are, you know, generally we have both hands together and they're on one side. So it's really applying these kind of movements in jujitsu that we're so accustomed to doing and realizing like that's exactly how you're supposed to apply it in the fight. So why are we developing the habit of completely ditching that and bench pressing, right? So again, it exposes you to a lot of different things, you know, high mount, which can lead to a lot of nasty submissions um, or just, you know, an arm bar. So that was a lot. And I want to just do a quick recap. Okay. So with this new year, new me, new jujitsu, we are diving into just these four habits that every rank I believe should have, but absolutely white belts that will really just help you in your journey sooner than later. Again, we have keeping our frames and connections, turning in and not away when we are feeling like we're in danger in close guard, escaping toward the legs, not the head. And then when mounted, making sure that you are placing your hands towards the hips, towards the waist, and not towards the chest when doing your elbow escape. So these are the four fundamental habits I really want you to take away. I want you to integrate this week. Let's keep it simple, right? I know four and that still could be a lot. So maybe pick one that you want to work on and kind of build on that over the next few months. Um, But really, this should be your goal because if you can master these concepts, you're going to be in pretty good shape. I really believe that. So if you learned anything in this episode, let me know. You can tag me on Body by Boss LLC as always and share your takeaways and insights of what you learned. And then the last thing I'll leave you with is just an invitation. So if you're interested in any private lessons, I do and am available for private lessons. If you're interested, they are hosted on Zoom. And I can provide you a recording of our session if you would like to just, you know, review it in your own time and just have that for reference. But basically, when you book a private lesson with me, you'll receive an email with an assessment and it goes through kind of what your rank is, what your goals are, what are some of the gaps and things that you're struggling with. And basically, what is the focus that you want either one of these sessions to be or if you get a package, then um, kind of what you want the whole experience of private lessons to be together as far as progress we want to work towards. And this can be something that you want to just improve on as a one-off, or maybe you're working towards a competition and you really want to fine tune your approach for competition coming up and what that one-on-one attention I'm available for that. So if you are interested and you like my style of jujitsu, then I would love to support you in that way. Just so you know a little bit about my style and what I focus on and what I love to do, I can do basically anything, but what I really, really love to teach and what is a big part of my game is going to be passing the guard, (laughs) passing in any degree, uh, takedowns, transitions, positional control. I'm really big in positional control and take a lot of pride in that, especially being a five foot two, 120 pound, not currently right now I'm pregnant and, uh, let's see, where am I? I think I was one, I'm I'm 18 pounds heavier than where I was. So I'm I'm still in the lightweight category, but I definitely feel like a heavyweight at this point. Um, Anyway, so I generally am a small person, in other words. And so I take a lot of pride in being able to control my opponents for being so small, right? And I think that's where I get a lot of the joy um, and where jujitsu really shines is that whole concept of smaller people being able to dominate somebody bigger because you understand these like concepts that are really critical. 
So anyway, positional control is something I really focus on, open and close guard submissions. And I also really focus on strategy and mindset for competition. I've been a competitor for 14 years. I started three months into jujitsu and I've been competing ever since in addition to just competitions in my previous sports and stuff. So I have a lot of experience in life with competition. Um, and with jujitsu specifically, I've really fine tuned strategy and mindset for competition for what's needed in the sport at the highest level. So if you're interested in any of that and you like my style, you know, you could check out my Instagrams, check out some of my highlight reels and see kind of what my game is. But to give you an, in a nutshell, what I define my game as it's very explosive. It's very athletic and it's a very fast paced style. Um, I, like I said, love passing, love takedowns. I love to move. Um, and all of the conditioning that I do is geared around my style. So I'm not like a slow grinder. I can be when I need to be. However, my preference is to really just capitalize on the explosiveness and the athleticness, athleticism rather, of um, what jujitsu can really bring out in you. Um, so if you're interested in a private lesson, I will put that in the show notes of a single session, or if you want to book, I believe it's a three session package. I'll put that in there for you. And I would love to support you. And other than that, I will see you in the next episode. Thank you so, so much for tuning in and I'll see you next time.